0: Hello, 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 love wrestling. It's Thursday night. It's 8 p.m. And you know what that means. It's another new episode of Between Two Beards.
1: the biggest
2: news of the week, the Rats lost! If you've got the budget, I've got the
1: time. There he is. Hey, boss! Very good, boss. Hey, the man with
3: the finest beard on this screen. The stadium is always shut the
0: hell up. Let me talk. You see, the Rats are resourceful. When I got beef with somebody, I can find a way to talk to them. Hello, everyone here at Love Wrestling. Uh, you know, uh, different. It's gonna be a different kind of show this evening. No time limit. No, you know. Uh, no
4: plan tonight. We no, had a and, you plan. You know, but... We
0: had a plan. We were gonna have Andrew, the creator of the new video game Russell Quest, that just came out. Um, he was supposed to be the original guest here. Um, but obviously with the news that broke a little over an hour before um, we went live triple H unfortunately tweeted and said that um, earlier today Wyndham rotunda known as Bray Wyatt uh, unexpectedly passed away um and uh, it's just brutal It's just um, there's no sugar there's no Way to sugarcoat it. Uh, it always sucks when somebody passes away, Um, but this one—it's it, just tough. Yeah, it's stings. it's just bad. It's just a it's a tough Man. day, and you know Quizplex, who was supposed to we were supposed to be the hour lead into them as we are every Quizplex week, they decided, understandably so, to postpone the show tonight and cancel. Um, and Pluggo and I talked about it and we said, you know what, like, let's go in it with, you know, we're not going to plan for an hour. We're not going to plan for two hours, but let's just
4: basically like we, we didn't come to the decision lightly. We, we sat there and we respect, you know, Zach and the quiz contestants decision to, to postpone it uh, understandably. So we just, we want to be there tonight for you guys. Like this isn't like, it just would have been, it just didn't feel right on our part to just not come on and be there for the fans and at least kind of tell them what's going on in our minds. Like I said, we don't have any plans. We don't have any, you know, yeah. And we, and anything.
0: we say Andrew we was very our,
4: cool. Yeah. Andrew to, was very uh,
0: Understanding we're going to reschedule and we're going to have him on here very soon. So we appreciate, we appreciate him. Cause um, we just, it
4: was honest, you know, it,
0: it's yeah. just, it's tough. It's,
4: it's a, it's a guy who, was well-liked and well-loved throughout the wrestling community and unexpectedly, you know, passes away. And it's, you know, it's an hour before you're supposed to go on and Thursday nights on Quizplex nights are usually bonkers and fun and all sorts of things. But so like you said, we, we sent the link out to our fellow love wrestling compatriots. And if anybody wants to pop in, if you're in the chat and you just want to share a story about, Ray Wyatt or just whatever. I mean, just this is what we're here for. We want to be here for you guys. So we'll, we'll share stories. We'll, You know, we're not going to yeah. recklessly speculate on anything. We're not breaking any news.
0: No, nope. We're just here. You know, we figured, you know, it's times like these in all walks of life. And we got a couple people already in the back that we're going to bring in. But it, it's times like these, whether it's wrestling, whether it's real life, whether it's whatever, that people need people. You know, in the wrestling community, yeah, yeah, it has its pluses. It has its negatives. But the wrestling community is a pretty tight knit community. Yeah, and you and guys,
4: you, know, you guys are here for us every Thursday night. We wanted to be here for you. And
0: yeah, I know. And
4: we are sitting pre-show, just kind of like racking our brains around it as well, because we're around the same age as Bray Wyatt or Wyndham, however you refer to him. Yeah. He's, you know, he's got a wife and kids, and you know, I can young s- kids, young kids. I can relate to that. You know, it's just tough and. For all of the all of the negative that the wrestling community has surrounding it, it's a very tight-knit group of people it's a very niche group of people who are very passionate about these people we see on TV and yes Bray Wyatt was more than a wrestler he was a man he was a human being with a life and a family but he was part of this wrestling community and we all just you know we we spoke incredibly highly of him on this program course, for sure I, was,
0: well, I remember, Because I was one of those NXT – well, let's bring Blair. on. Blair's in the back, but But let's read through some of these comments. Omar says, uh, I believe it's been a decade since his WWE main roster debut match at SummerSlam 2013 against Kane in an Inferno match. I remember it like it was yesterday. R.I.P. The best character performer in the business. Tell the people you care about that you love them and appreciate them being here. And then our good old friend, Mr. Mike Fish, popping in saying as always times like these remind you to reach out and tell those people that are close to you how you feel mm-hmm. you two have always been great to me love you brothers we love you too we buddy. love like, you I too need... mike uh all right so we got
4: lawrence give a thumbs up if you're ready i know sometimes you're okay so they're both ready we'll bring blair that's what we want to do this is just bring in the community share yeah. stories how you're feeling in the well, moment so how you doing boys you know it's it like like you guys had mentioned, because, I
3: mean, all of us are around the same age. And, I mean, myself personally, like for my shoot job, like I, I, you know, plain and simple, I work at a cemetery, you know. So, like, I'm around death all day. But when you hear of someone who unfortunately passes and they are younger than you, or it, it's one of those things that it really hits you and it's it, it tells you that nothing in life is certain you know that in an instant it can be taken from you and it's it's really it just breaks your heart to think about you know because like you said you know he's got a wife and kids at home and his family friends and all the people that he's impacted along the way like it really just it hits you hard when you think about it
5: yeah absolutely. yeah Uh-oh. sorry I'm trying to Off with saying, like, three of you, I love you guys very much.
4: We love you too,
5: and like, especially like the last few months, like, everything since stuff opened up with COVID, I made like a conservative effort to always. We lose
4: JPJ there,
5: yeah, (laughs) okay. But like, I've always made a consistent effort, like, it's hit me more in the last few years that like everything here is finite at yeah. the end of the day. And like, I try to get the most out of any experience to try to go to as many shows as possible to see, to not necessarily, even if I'm not feel necessarily feeling up to it to go see my friends because you don't know when the last time you'll see them the last time. That might be the last time you'll ever see them. And like the, I think we all like, Bray Wyatt was, Wyndham was such a like brilliant person, so creative and just 36 years old. Like he was our age, mm-hmm. like collectively in the middle of all of us. And to leave kids behind like that is just so, so tough. Like I've been there, I lost my father at a young age. And like, I know that pain and know somewhat what they're going through. It. it just sucks so, so much. And I know the whole community feels like, hey, if people in there like feel sad or think like it's all right to feel that way,
3: mm-hmm.
5: like just because you like you don't know them personally, it, it's not the easiest thing to lose somebody you think is you're a fan of. It's never easy.
4: Yeah. So you said you yeah. get attached, you get attached to these characters on TV, and they become a part of your. Excuse me, sorry. Part of your. What? the
0: laundry. You're starting, starting the laundry. laundry. <laughs> Hey, wouldn't man, got to get it in when you can get it in. Get it in. Um,
4: Yeah, just it wouldn't be, you know, you, you grow attached to them, love them or hate them, if the product sucks or not, you know what I mean? It just becomes a part of your daily routine to watch them on TV. And, the, the I, and I just feel, I feel like you said, you said it best, Lawrence, like the kids and losing their dad at a young age. I just feel so bad for, you know, JoJo having to explain that to those young kids that they're not going to see their dad anymore, and that's just brutal. Like, yeah. It's just tough, and,
0: man. Yeah, and I like Lawrence. I, I lost my dad as well. Like, it's just not. It, it's just it's just one of those, you know. I don't know. It's it's hard to put into words and stuff like that. But I remember, I was a, I was an early right away WWE Network guy, and I remember those hour NXT shows, and I remember the first time I saw the Wyatt fam, like Bray Wyatt and the Wyatt family. And they would cut those promos and it was on the, you know, they were at the, and it was just so different than everything else. And it was like, this is the first time I saw it, I was like, this is different. Like, this could be special. This could Mm -hmm. be special because it's different. And -hmm. even when they did, you know, and then they ran through NXT and they were one of the most sought after acts for obvious reasons. And then, um, (laughs) And then, um, do have
4: fireworks here, buddy.
0: <laughs> They debut. They debut on the main roster, and that fir- that first iteration of him as like the cult leader Bray Wyatt, like everything he does, he did was so creative. Like if you think about it, right, and not how how the creative with it ended up, but if you just look at it, you you have that first iteration of Bray Wyatt, and it's so over and it's so good, and then he creates the fiend. Which that character, when it first came out, was like, holy crap, this is like otherworldly type stuff. And then he had one of the greatest returns in the history of pro wrestling at Extreme Rules just last year. Mm -hmm. Just last year, like last October or something, like almost a year ago. And it's like every iteration of you could just see the creativity oozing out of him onto the screen. And
4: uh, yeah, man. It's you know, just, you, you, you just, you know, you have something special when love it or hate it. People are watching it because they want to see like, you know, for the people that didn't get the fiend gimmick or didn't get the Wyatt family stuff, they still watched it because it was so out there that you had to tune in just to see it, you know, whether you're right or wrong. But like, we got Mike. I like this comment here. Terry Funk said in his hall of fame speech, yeah. and we have two mics in the chat tonight, Uh, you know, Bet he would have a wrestling show in heaven and every seat would be front row and he just added another incredible star to the card. Yeah, Terry Funk passing away yesterday. It's been, a, yep. as Misfit said, you know, losing yep. punk, Funk and Bray. Because that was my, I mean, to be completely honest, like that was the whole plan tonight. We were going to talk about some of the Terry Funk highlights of his career and.
0: Yeah. Reminisce and have yeah. some fun, and yeah. that's what we we're going to talk about. We we're going to talk about and then just Terry Funk. We we're going to talk about all in. We were going to talk, obviously, with the creator of WrestleQuest and stuff like that. And then all of a sudden, you're just we all were cool. just beat. You know,
4: good evening. Yeah, we got called and Mike from Indeed and Misfit yeah. Wrestling Podcast. How y'all doing?
0: So you know, it's it's. Yeah.
4: When did uh when did you guys maybe that was that's cool? Like when did you discover Bray? Or I know he was. Husky Harris for a hot minute. I don't remember much of those days, though. Um, I think because
3: in Canada, we, you know, you didn't have the network at first. So that was, you know, watching NXT was kind of out of the question. So I remember when they were first called up. And, you know, it was something that was completely different at the time. The vignettes leading into
0: into it, too. Yes. Mm -hmm. Like for months. Like it was like, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. But those were like so different.
3: Yeah, for, for the time and what WWE was presenting, it, it stood out. So it really captured the imagination of a lot of people because you weren't used to it. You know, it was something creative, something innovative. And when they first appeared and the way that they just captivated the audience, like Bray had the fans eating out of the palm of his hands. Yep. And mm-hmm. like, rightfully so, because the guy was so incredibly creative. I remember, you know, the face-offs between them and the Shield, and the one thing mm-hmm. that really, the one memory that I had was when it was, I think it was Punk and Brian had a match, and then out came the Shield, and out came the Wyatts, and they all sort of turned and... You know they were going to face off with them, and you know with Bray as the leader of oh, the de facto leader of the two, almost. You know, and like mm-hmm. that really stood out to me as one. Like uh, I still go back to watch it. You know, like so all of that early Wyatt stuff, that uh, that's ingrained
0: in my memory. Yeah,
4: there you go. Ward Smith popping in, saying heartbreaking. Two absolute giants. Yeah, it's a heartbreaking week. Yeah. And then and
0: then Mike saying because of my lapse in fandom and not watching WWE for the last couple of years. I miss pretty much all of Bray's career. What are some of his best feuds matches I can take in uh, his match with Daniel Bryan at the Royal Rumble I don't know the year 2018 maybe 2017 16 I don't even know it's some I'm terrible with years but his match at the Royal Rumble with Daniel Bryan was always one of my favorite Bray Wyatt matches I thought it was excellent Obviously, I know Bryan. people
4: I know people hated the match but the Randy Orton stuff like oh, I, I always that. I always enjoyed it. I know I know critically it wasn't looked at cuz you know the worms in the ring and stuff but I really enjoyed the stuff with Randy Orton so that would be a good
0: one to go back yeah. and take a look at. Uh Blair just said it but the Wyatt Family versus the Shield stuff you cannot go wrong with yeah. any no, of that no. at all. Um Lawrence uh get your opinion on when you first kind of started you know, seeing and digging Bray Wyatt, and then maybe some a match or two that sticks out to you. He's got promos for days. You could look up any. Yeah. He was a storyteller, like he was a storyteller in the mm-hmm. ring, but his promos were again just so different and so good Um, that you could look up just best Bray Wyatt promos, and you could be there for hours. You could be there for hours, bro. Yeah, like just like as somebody
5: said, I was the horror movie fan, like a slasher fan to sort of like perfectly encapsulate that sort of like Backwoods Bayou, Woodsman and for like they, and for the three of them to like, just enable those characters so perfectly. From the second you saw them on screen, like it was authentic. That's what made them initially so imposing and so scary. Like not only with their size, but like those characters, they were believable in those roles. Mm-hmm. Like. It was almost like at first how grounded those characters were to be like three perfect horrid characters in wwe and then this guy not only does that like just that alone would have been a great career for him but to reinvent that character a second time mm-hmm. it's a fiend. and like i still have chills watching that initial fiend entrance oh with the one
0: they would have different sections of the audience yeah. go black yeah, and it was like, oh damn, he's uh, coming! coming in. Yeah, right. Yeah, and like comes out the lantern of his old face,
4: and he snaps the neck of Finn Balor. Just an iconic like that match yeah. was just oh my god!
0: I remember I, the first real fiend entrance at SummerSlam against yeah. I, he was fighting Finn. I believe yeah, that was the one. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. first yeah. entrance with the new song, and like Lawrence said, he came out, and the first thing you saw was the lantern.
4: Wasn't that the thing so head. creepy and realistic that they yes. had to like, fourteen TV fourteen it or even just tell him he couldn't do it like anymore?
0: At first entrance, I remember like it was like, holy crap, man, yeah, holy I, crap.
4: It's funny, I I didn't know like, and Ryan says it in the chat. He says, "Good old Husky Harris, you know, didn't think he'd make yeah that gimmick that wasn't working, and he was having trouble figuring himself out." I remember when he like I went to this. WWE Raw and I got tickets hooked up from a friend of mine and like he's no that friend of mine that hooked him up, he's no longer with me. But it had a, he not hooked me up with these tickets, I might not because I wasn't as deep into it as I am now. And like I didn't have the network and I didn't know anything about it, but they used to run like superstars before Raw. And, you know, you're in the arena, so you don't have, like, the nameplates and the commentators putting people over. And this he just comes out in that, like, Hawaiian shirt and that, like, fedora and the white pants. So he's still figuring out. And he just looked. I just was like, who is this guy? Like, what is that? Like, I actually was kind of making jokes about it because, like, who's this Hawaiian shirt guy? Like, what's he doing? Because he was so different. And then turns out it's like the beginning of the Bray Wyatt and the Wyatt family stuff. And it was just like the evolution of that character is just crazy. Like he, he had a mind for this thing. Yeah, like
3: uh, I say it completely lovingly and I don't want it to sound bad, but it's funny how when he debuted and, you know, he made his presence there and it's like fans, I feel like could almost relate to him in a way because like, he was, you know, a husky guy, you know, Mm -hmm. so like a husky bearded guy. So to think like the amount of people who would go out dressed as Bray Wyatt for Halloween, you know, it's not like you're seeing like Roman Reigns costumes everywhere, but he had a connection with fans because like he, Mm -hmm. he, you know, was very similar to a lot of fans in a way, you know? So it's (laughs) like, and I say that not Oh, as a, as a, as a
4: husky guy myself. Yeah. um, Like as a, as a chubby guy, you have that connection with him. Because he is at the time that he's, starting to like gain that traction, it's still a little bit like the Randy Orton's of the world, the, the John mm-hmm. Cena's of the world. Right. And that's why we gravitated to like the, uh, the Bray Wyatt's, the Daniel Bryan's because they just looked different. And it's like, there's a fan base that looks more like him. That looks like John Cena, no disrespect yeah. to Cena or anything, but just using it as an example, like, you know, he, that's how he, he resonated and he related and it was so different and he looked different. It's like, he made people think, like, I could do that, too. Like, I could mm-hmm. wrestle, too. I don't have to be... Because we talked about it on Grainmaker with WCW back in 2002. It's everybody's 275 and completely jacked. And spray tan, it's hard to relate to that when you don't look like that.
0: Yeah. Bay uh, Bay in the chat. Good to, good to hear from your friend. He says, I am far from religious, but the thought of Wyndham and John Huber, Brody Lee, hanging mm-hmm. out again makes me smile. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And Bray was... Bray was very open about how much that affected him when Brody passed away a few years ago and it affected all of us. And I think we're a lot, we're sharing a lot of those similar feelings Does here. That? Younger guy in the prime of his life, prime of his career, family, father, uh, not great. Sean Rossap tweeted uh, about 10 minutes or so ago. He said, I was given permission to reveal that earlier this year Wyndham Rotunda Bray Wyatt got COVID that exacerbated a heart issue. There was a lot of positive uh, there was a lot of positive progress towards a return in his recovery. Unfortunately, today he suffered a heart attack and passed away. I encourage those reading to respect the family's privacy if at all possible, but his loved ones wanted some details clarified. So,
4: so completely unexpected.
0: Just yeah that's just unfortunate so So, yeah so sean Rossap just tweeted that i'm assuming the family was probably getting hounded about questions of things of that nature so they probably just wanted that out there to all right this is you know to um, kind of
4: yeah because i i can't imagine being the family like I, yeah. I know people I mean, want to know, but it's not the business. Yeah. But he, yeah, the way
0: people, yeah, the way people can be nowadays. I'm sure it's. And
4: the Mike said, "Blair nailed it. I'm skinny as hell, but I was that guy who broke the mold. He wasn't stereotypical wrestler. He was a normal guy killing it. Yeah, and he, then yeah, like he looked
0: like a normal guy killing. It. He looked like he he looked like more like the average person <sighs> than the dude with an eight pack that goes to the gym every. Like you know, most people look you know. More like him than they do, like you said, John Cena or Roman Reigns, or and it was you a know. very,
4: it was very formulaic early on in Bray's time. It was a very formulaic WWE where it was like, big guy, big guy, big guy, get over. You know what I mean? Every once in a while, you get that just oddball that everybody clings to, and they basically the fans said, "We want this guy. <laughs> we want this guy to be at the top of the card. You got to make it happen." And you know, obviously he has to be able to deliver as well. And he did, you know, tenfold, man, just, a, like I said, an incredible mind for the business. Like,
0: Yeah.
4: It's crazy to think like the stuff, like I would never in a million years be able to come up with some of the things that he, he came up with just like, you know, to
0: do as a character work. Yeah. Yeah. Um, miss, yeah we just said, we just, yeah, we, like, do, we, we just chatted about that misfit. So, I mean, um, but yeah, man, it's just, a, it's just a sad day. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Well, it's tough. Um, yeah, I thank you guys for for coming on. Yeah, appreciate it. We know well. days like this aren't aren't easy, and we don't know how long we're gonna go. Like we said, we shared it out to the team and just said, hey guys, if you need, if you want to pop in, I mean, obviously you guys are welcome to stay as long as you would like. But I understand that it's a tough day for all of us here. So if you guys got to go, or you know, I'm that gonna. Is, I-
3: I'm going to take off. I just wanted to leave with one final memory and I think a lot of people at the time will remember it. It was when Bray and Roman had were tagging for, I think it was yeah. one or two matches yeah. and he had the pin and he did the look up and point and at the same time that's when Roman speared, I think it was Sheamus or Rusev at the time and it, it was just like, it was almost iconic in a way that like it was unexpected. You never thought of like something like that to happen and then, it kind of faltered afterwards they did follow up but like for that moment it made you to believe like you could almost have like these two like superpowers you know but mm-hmm. it's just one of those things but i appreciate all of you guys um much love and uh, yeah. you know just to everyone like you know just, just never never forget to share those memories and talk about them and they'll, they'll live forever
0: so
4: absolutely okay. man
3: thank and you for joining us, us
0: blair we appreciate you man
4: much love blair yeah, so... Mike's saying it right there. Can we just take a moment to appreciate wrestling for what it is? I, I, I shouldn't push buttons. Yeah, still. don't
0: push the buttons, plug The rules don't change.
4: <laughs> change. It's so, a moment for Here I am at a bar on the verge of tears for a up man and Yeah, and that's like, I'm literally, no joke, I'm sitting upstairs a couple hours ago. It's been, a, it's been a real long day. You know, I'm getting ready for tonight's, you know, festivities. And I just, I saw... Somebody posted in a group, and you know, I I immediately I I thought somebody somebody being a jerk because you see that a lot in wrestling circles where there's these really bad tasteless jokes and it's like, and then I did a little digging and I saw the tweet and I just was like immediately I was like uh, and I Mrs. plug. I was upstairs and I was just like Bray Wyatt just passed away and she's not a deep wrestling fan like I am but she was like oh yeah like she knew who that was and I was like yeah that's you know it was absolutely like a punch to the gut because you're like you said 36 years old just his whole life ahead of him just had he has beautiful kids and a wife and a family and just like oh you know triple h tweet like he said in, you know the um pre-show yeah, you mike, know, have, like
0: he had to get a phone call from mike like that's that's no, no parent ever calling, wants to make that no no that's mike rotunda calling triple h that and he's telling him hey my son yeah, My son had to die. You know what I mean? Like it's just, <laughs> it, it's brutal. It's just brutal for it's brutal no matter how you slice it. Like he was a bro- Bo Dallas. How terrible I feel for him. That's his brother.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, that's his brother. They came up in the business together. You know, they yeah, like obviously they had to have their been whole super lives. close. It's yeah. a, it's a part of their you know it's a part of their lives and you know Zach's, Zach Zach. Yeah, saying you know, I wish you could hop in. Thanks for running the episode. You know what a force of nature Bray was. You know, yeah, you know, we you're welcome. I I don't want to take praise for this. This isn't
0: our no, typical we, Thursday
4: night, but we just we wanted to yeah, open that, that door. What, you know, that
0: what yeah, we, we weren't trying to we're not trying to make a buck
4: off anybody or cream no, viewership. Just, we
0: we're here because you know, I knew that if I wasn't if we had decided to cancel this show, which we talked about. I would have been sitting at this desk. Lou's trying to get in here. There he comes. All right. He mm-hmm. wants to be a part of here. Uh, I would be sitting at this desk wanting to talk to people about this. Yeah. Just that, yeah. that, yeah. that was what I would be going through. So we made a decision of like, Hey, you know, we're not going to say we're going till nine. We're going till 10. Let's do this. They will do this. No, let's just go live. Let people know we're going to be live. And if you want to come in and just hear the us, three, but us two idiots talk about how we feel. Cool. If you want to talk about how you feel in the chat, cool. People want to pop in. Cool. This show could have gone 10 minutes. It can you know, whatever, man. It's just, I I felt like and we felt like you know, we wanted to be there in case people needed somebody to to just be there. And that's why we hopped on, you know? So,
5: You guys just mentioned Bo Dallas a second ago, and you know the, like, to let people behind the, like, most see-through curtain, like, for the first time he's able to tag with his brother right before this all happened. Like, something I know they've been talking about for a while, and, like, they were just getting started with that. Yeah. The whole new character for Bo Dallas, like, bringing him back out on the road his Uncle Howdy, and, like, they... It was like it's especially heartbreaking. He's like they were finally starting to be able to work together again. It was that was super super nice, and like I, my heart goes out to him. Yeah, yeah.
0: I mean my heart, my it goes out to everybody. I mean that locker yeah. room, that locker room has to be devastated. We've seen all the tweets already. I'm sure we'll read some of them at some point, Lou. But like. That locker room has to be devastated. That's one of their guys. They A lot of those people in that locker room went through FCW and NXT with that guy. And they've been around him for a decade or 15, however long he was there, 12, 13 years. Big E said that he tweeted out, I retweeted it. I'm not going to read it verbatim right now. But Big E said that Bray Wyatt was the first guy that was ever nice to him down there. And Baron Corbin called him a friend and said, you know. And I. It, you hear things like that. You know, obviously in situations like this, a lot of
4: outpour and love and support for, for Bray and his family. But even during his entire career, you know, you didn't hear a lot of like, oh, I hated working with that guy or that guy sucked. No, everybody was just like, he's a brilliant mind. He was always so nice in the backstage. He was willing to help whoever. Like, he just was a nice guy. And that's why it's like it hits hard when it's somebody around your own age with, you know, it's just like, he was just a nice person backstage. And then, and then we got Adam Blampage saying, yeah, yeah, we got it was Adam the Paulsoner. most creative mind we have ever seen. He will be missed and always hold the whites in the shield of my mind and the, of the greatest six mans of all time. Yeah. though We were just talking about that. I don't know how long you've been here, Adam, but welcome in friend. But yeah, we were just talking about how classic those, those, that, that feud was. Cause you had just, they were all so young, and they all just... and I think I've heard it, documentaries and interviews where they just wanted to change the game. Those they were all hungry. The young Seth Rollins, Dean Ambrose, you know Roman Reigns, Luke Harper, Eric Rowan, Bray Wyatt, obviously, like just it was this new wave, and they were like, "We're gonna steal the show every night."
0: Yeah, and uh, Zach also tweet uh, tweets. He says uh, comments. Lawrence was there too, but one of his last appearances saw him take out Hit Row and say, "You're welcome, Montreal." Charm we didn't get to see much of, but he had it in spades.
4: No um, need to apologize, Adam. Like that's fine. That's what we're here for. We chatted about it with uh, with Blair earlier. We'll chat about it with you now. Just what we're here for. We we'll rehash those. Like you said, it is one of the greatest six man tags of all time. Like we we'll talk about, we could talk about that for an hour. Yeah, and yeah has and like never apologize for pre or... commenting something in this at this place. This
0: place, we're yeah. open to whatever. Uh, rest in peace to one of the most creative minds in the wrestling business. Whether it was a backwards cult leader to being WWE champion to the fiend, Bray Wyatt was loved by millions of fans. He was. Did
4: he, did he really say you're welcome, Montreal? That's awesome. Yeah, that's funny. That's mm. that. That's knowing. That's knowing the situation. But again, that's the kind of mind he had. No offense to hit a (laughs) They definitely. Just a, it's just, yeah, man. Just a, yeah, he did. So I don't remember that. It must have slipped my mind. But yeah, like, just in this, like, obviously now that that the news is broken and Sean Ross App has confirmed what happened, but like, we were talking, you know, backstage, just like, there was. Whispers of him returning soon, like you had yeah, said. Yeah, there was, it was Sean there was like the there week. was movement about you know potential things because you know that's been one of the big mysteries for the better part of the years. Like where's Bray been Like what are they retooling this fiend gimmick? You know because they had that LA Night match with the Uncle Howdy and it just was kind of you know it wasn't the greatest thing. So I thought that they were just maybe. Retooling it, get as far away from that as they could, and you just—you were getting to the point where he's like, you either got to return him or release him because, like, you're just sitting on it. People want to see him on a TV screen being creative, and we got. Do we? I can't tell if Mike Peter's
0: act tonight. Yeah, I'm gonna wait until I see him. But yeah, I okay. A gray screen. I, I was making sure I didn't I also make sure have a gray screen before I. uh
4: I'm and I, he said, "Man, never got Triple H for spray." After that segment where the fans pop and Bray touched the title in 2016, yeah, Yeah, that that would have been fun. That would have been a good time. Bray, I'm like they, 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 you know, they kept stopping and starting with him, but he'd always figure out a way to make it interesting. Like I said earlier, whether you loved it or you hated it, you tuned in to see it because you just knew that something was going to happen that you had to talk about. You know.
0: Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, man, just a tough day. Just a tough day. Uh, man, I don't even know. I, I don't know where we go. Where do we go? I mean, Is true there? Drew, Wait. are you in the private chat? Did he say? Okay, no. he said, I don't think my camera is working, but I can talk. All right. We'll All right. Well, we'll that
2: Hello, everybody. Can you hear me?
0: Hello. Yeah, yeah. we can hear you. You're, yeah, you're just yeah. You What's can't. Up? On. What's up? So, What's up, buddy? My,
2: uh, I'm turning it on and it's not turning on.
0: So it's all right, but we Problem can hear you.
2: Ho- yeah, um, I'm I'm not home. I'm at a hotel right now. So
0: <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. On the road, Drew. On the road. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, yeah. We um we had a lot of discussion before going on the air about whether we were going to do this or not, but we decided we wanted to be here for anybody that wanted to pop in or just chat about things. So um, thanks for popping in. I know days like this and it's back to back days for different reasons, but yesterday was Terry Funk and that's losing a legend that's lived a full life and you, you, you grieve him, but it's a completely different type of grieving, uh, grieving process when it's somebody who's so young in the prime of his career, prime of his life, husband, husband, Father, he you know, he's two years younger than me for crying out loud. Like, that's it's mm-hmm. very, it's just a different type of grieving. But it's been two tough days for the wrestling community. Um, and today's oh, yeah. a really, really, really tough day. Um, not to you know, they both were tough, but today is a little different.
2: Uh, for yeah, me personally, y- you yesterday, know. yesterday, I was on the round show when uh, they're talking about you know, in the beginning, we did the rest in peace to Terry Funk and. I was like, you know, I don't have any stories. I'm just gonna hear you guys talk about it because there are people who have been involved in the wrestling business forever on that podcast. So, you know, you know, Bad Blood and, and um, oh, then, yeah. you know, he's a 30 year veteran in the wrestling business and stuff. Yeah. So everybody has stories about Terry Funk. I'm like, oh, okay. You know, I'm, I'm the only non-wrestler or wrestling involved person so i'm just gonna sit here and listen to the stories but today is quite different yeah Yeah. quite different yeah i am in so this is it's so weird how today so i I put my tweet out earlier today that i was shutting it off and i was uh not gonna bother but i forgot i had my notifications on still Mm. so i was like oh you know I'm, i'm walking around in a mall doing some shopping having fun like ah. My notifications are going off, but I can turn that off later. No problem. Yeah. And then I just happened to see one that comes across my phone that says that Bray Wyatt has passed away. And I'm like, this has got to be a joke.
0: Well, yeah, that's what Pluggo said earlier. He saw in mm-hmm. one of his wrestling groups that he's a member of, he saw somebody posted and he had the freeze. He's like, Cause even then someone just messing with
4: something. Yeah, because the next commenter was like, yeah. You got to be, this is, don't be joking like that. Like somebody even shut him down. And he's like, no, like Triple H tweeted, before you geek on dry, I just wanted to get Adam's comment up there on the stream. He said, you got to feel for Negative One and Amanda Huber, the memories that must be dragging up as well, losing someone. Yeah, they were, those, like, you you know, Bray talked about it a lot, and and they were like brothers, man. Like, you got to feel for the Huber family today as well.
2: Yeah. Um, So the weird, the weird thing about this is, this is my third. Yeah, this is my third time in this area in Pennsylvania. uh, Since last year, when I went to Extreme Rules, where the which
0: the redebut.
2: And I'm actually now in the same hotel that I was at that time. And I just made when I when I got here earlier today, before this news came out, it hit me because I forgot because I was in the parking lot. And I said, wow, this place looks familiar. I feel like I was here at some point. Oh, yeah, that's right. I was here last year when I went to Extreme Rules and Bray Wyatt. It came out again. Um, so this is, uh, yeah, this is just a really... Really, really shitty. Really shitty day. Really yeah. shitty. Um, mm-hmm. This guy was legitimately one of the coolest wrestlers alive. You know, I'm sure. I'm sure it's not. I'm not the only one saying this. What many would call this generation, the Undertaker in a sense of just uh, how he could carry a story and 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 be the mythological but personal and 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 very down-to-earth human being you know that's that's how he came off in his latest run in wwe you know that first promo that he cut when he came back after that debut that re-debut um, yeah. was just so unlike anything we had ever heard from him before. It was raw. It was emotional. It was also the, if I believe, oh, no, it wasn't, it wasn't, no, because uh, Brody had passed away in 2020 and they did the, he was wrestling in 2021. Um yeah. But it just felt, it felt like a rebirth of not just Bray Wyatt, but of Wyndham, Wyndham Rotunda. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And I was so excited to have him back. You know, yeah, that, is, that promo
4: was, he cut through was just like, you could tell he was so happy to be back, too. Like, it just, he couldn't keep the, it together.
2: The reaction that he got. That night at Extreme Rules was. I mean, you you talk about like people who have been in the building for certain moments in wrestling history, where like a stone cold pop or a, a rock pop, you know. Like I've seen all of the 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 clips. Where you go back and watch when Rock returned in twenty eleven when Stone Cold helped Mick Foley win the title you know those loud deafening pops that you hear from a crowd and that was I got to actually live that type of a pop to be in a building for that type of a pop yeah which was something that was so special I remember I couldn't even I I I couldn't get to sleep that night because I just kept watching it over and over again on the network on Peacock and uh, that was like one of the most special moments while I'm not a WWE guy really um, Bray Wyatt made me a WWE guy and I'm really really sad really sad that this this happened, and I don't know if you saw Sean Rossap's tweet about what actually yeah what we yeah we t-
0: death. yeah we yeah we read it on air uh, about yeah a little while ago, so um, that makes it even sadder. So
2: it does. It actually like I you know I I was able to continue going about my business today after finding out that news. <laughs> but when i saw that tweet that actually is when it hit me really bad yeah and you Um, know he
0: he he was gone most of the year and you know and i you know and sean has been very respectful about this bray wyatt stuff the whole time because he gets asked a million questions about it and he was always like he's not cleared he's not cleared he never indulged and you know he never indulged why until he was given permission to do so, unfortunately, which was today by the Rotunda family. Um, But he never indulged why he kept it respectful. He kept it, you know, he's just not cleared. And then you get the reports late last week or early, like last week where it's like, hey, there's some positive news about Bray. And they're hoping that maybe he can come back within the next month or so. Um, And then obviously that's just not going to be the case in the worst way possible. Um, but yeah, man, it's just, uh, it's a bummer. And like I said, you know, like I, 36 years old, a heart attack, not great. That's not a great scenario. Yeah, I'm and, not,
2: uh, I'm not too far away from that age too, which really yeah, exactly. Is I, it's fucking two years, yeah. <laughs>
0: and it's two, it's two years younger than me. And I think it puts it, it, you know, I always get sad. Like I was sad yesterday about Terry Funk. I was sad yesterday about Terry Funk and then you, you hear something like this, and it's just, it's a different type of sad to me. It's a different type of sad. It's the same sad as a wrestling fan that's going through losing one of your, somebody you enjoy watching, one of your heroes, one of your, you know, people that you really admire who they are and their work. But when you put it into the perspective of, like, this dude was two years younger than me, like, that's wild. That's wild to me. Yeah. Um, yeah
2: Uh, and you know i mean obviously he's not the he's not the only person that has passed at that age from a certain you know heart attack or or whatever but yeah it's when it's somebody who's as somebody who's as larger than life than he is it's uh yeah it's really sad it's really sad
0: it really Mm -hmm. is um all right. Uh, we have another person in the back there. So um, any Oh man drew if there was obviously you were at the return so obviously that's going to stick out to you probably more than anything because you were in the building. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. so if you if you had to exclude that what what is another Bray Wyatt memory promo match something that
2: uh, oh, well, I know you. already. I already know the answer to that. That's the uh, Fiend's debut at the 2018 SummerSlam.
0: Yeah, we were talking
2: that, about that. That was the m- most incredible thing up until that point that I had ever witnessed in wrestling.
0: Yeah.
2: As a wrestling, you know, as a, as a more recent wrestling fan. um, I, from 2012 on, that was like, that was unreal that was I didn't think that W because I was already kind of starting to become a jaded WWE fan at that point. Um, And the Firefly Funhouse vignettes leading up to that moment were incredible. It's like this is you know, this is pre bloodline WWE, where it just seems like any story is going to be crappy. Yep because Vince McMahon just ruins everything. And, uh, and this all of a sudden, comes out of nowhere. It's like, oh, it's Bray Wyatt. He's in something called the Firefly Funhouse. And there's these puppets. And there's one that keeps dying, like Kenny from South Park. And, uh, and, And it's fun. And it's really different from everything else on TV. And different from anything else that you know it doesn't feel like a vince mcmahon booked thing and then the debut at, at you know the way that they did it was so unique for that yeah. period of wwe it felt like nothing ever done since like the height of the undertaker's popularity
0: yeah yeah
2: and uh that moment of you know i think about that moment often honestly uh as like one of the last real great things that i will always cherish from wwe in the most modern times for sure uh pre-bloodline it's it's just that that moment was i can i can i can look i can think of that moment at any point in time and just smile Remembering seeing the lantern of his severed head for the first time, and, yeah. yeah, and and the way that he just walked down to the ring, and the way they shot that with the camera fading in and out, and it was so incredible, and that I'll always cherish forever.
0: Yeah, I agree, Drew. We thank you for hopping on, joining us. Um It's a tough, you know. Like I said, it's been a it's been a tough year. Uh, we got Henry in the chat that says we got no break between Funk and Wyndham, and then re- makes me remembering Jay Briscoe earlier this year. It's mm, been a tougher yeah. year for mm-hmm. the wrestling community. It's been a tough one, really tough. It's been a yeah. it's been a tough one, and there's more that we've lost besides those three. But yeah, it's been a really really tough year. So I appreciate you, Drew, taking some time to hop on and kind of share some stories uh, tonight while you're obviously away in a hotel room for you know obviously. Uh, you making the time and hopping on to, t- to chat a little bit about uh, Bray Wyatt. That uh, means a lot. So so thank
2: you for popping on. Yeah. Thanks, Drew. Thank you very much for having thank me. Sure.
0: Absolutely. You know you're I, welcome anytime, yep. my friend.
2: Love you, I brother. Will see you, I, will, I love you all, and I will see you on Sunday.
0: Yep, Sunday cool. morning. You know, it. we'll be talking all in and all that fun stuff. So, uh, Drew, appreciate it, and we shall chat with you then, my friend.
2: All right. Thank you very much, guys. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I'm also gonna head
5: out. Okay, I'll let you guys get to your next guest. Thank you so much for having me on, guys.
0: Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Same. Go you. Same you goes. For you. goes for same you. goes for everybody. You guys, yeah. you know, we love the you all. You guys, always so you're welcome up, whenever. Yeah. Thank you. Appreciate you taking the time, man. Yeah, love you guys. Thank you. so much. Love you too, brother. brother. All right. Speaking of love, your best
1: friend. I know. I usually a get... long
0: time. Obviously, Hi. I wish we were under better circumstances.
1: For I you. wish it were too, gentlemen. Can I you hear me it... all right? Yeah, yeah I That's wish hard. it were under
0: much better circumstances, but it has been a little bit since you've uh, accompanied us two gentlemen during a between two beards. So before we start, I'm i I'm assuming talking about the good of the life of Bray Wyatt and even Terry Funk, maybe too.
1: Uh how I are I you? just on, how am i doing i sat on my couch first of all i've been having a a crappy week myself as you can tell the sultry tones are a little bit dampened this week because colds and atmospheric changes anyway scientifically speaking just i'm too awesome for this world apparently (laughs) so not about me not about me but i the reason that i reached out immediately was because um I was sitting on my couch in stunned silence. My wife thought I was mad at her. And I said, no, uh, I don't even know how to put into words what I'm feeling yeah. right now as yep. a, I'm not a professional wrestler. I am not a anywhere near amount as successful as Wyndham Rotunda was and you know the, the level that he achieved. But as an artist, as a performer, as a writer, I'm I'm heartbroken because the potential, and so many of you have touched on it in the last however long you've been on the air, just under an hour at this point, the genius, the, the ability to reinvent, uh, and I know that term is used a lot in wrestling, but the ability to put it into words that not necessarily make sense, but to make something sound incredibly cool maybe not to the general population. Cause I remember a lot of people were like, what's he talking about? He's talking in riddles. I thought that it was incredible. That is my image of Bray Wyatt speaking yeah. backwards and upside down, but also telling the entire truth all the time.
2: Yeah. And yeah,
1: it's, it's fantastic. That character will live on forever. Uh, I'm destroyed at the moment. I I'm trying to figure out the words. Uh, But as far as like a performer and a person take away the wrestling thing at the end of the day, and I'm sure it's been discussed uh, multiple times. I I, know I don't matter in the large scheme of things, but all I will say is uh, respectfully distant. I cannot imagine what the family is going through. And if you are one of those fans, do not harass them. Give them time. Leave it be. Did have you, did you, were you listening when we was the Sean Ross app, what he, what the, the cause. Yeah. 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 and That's, that's all I want to say on that. Yeah. That's why we
4: struggled even like deciding to do this tonight was because like, do you let it sit? Is it, is it in bad taste to come on and obviously we're not doing our normal shtick that we normally do on a thursday night but we just you know it was one of those things you know we weren't going to come on and recklessly speculate on anything it was just we want to celebrate the man that was and the man that is exactly
1: and that's that's all you can do because that's that's i mean if you flip the tables that's what he did for us he celebrated what he loved and we celebrate what we love in this person who's no longer here but we have literally and i think jpj you said it earlier like 13 years or something ridiculously long like that Yeah. throughout Mm -hmm. i mean yeah you can say start and stop ridiculousness but those start and stops were some of the funnest times yeah like you
0: you yeah like and you you know we're gonna bring on mr mike mr mike fish was in the chat earlier today he's out back too so we're gonna bring him on in a second too but like if you look at who he, if you're strictly looking at the 13, whatever it is, yes, start and stop happened. I get it. Whatever. I'm not talking about creative and that side of things. No. He debuts as the cult leader in NXT, but main roster, unlike anything we've ever seen before. Start and stop, start and stop, whatever. He comes back and he does the Fiend, which is unlike anything we've ever seen before.
1: But not only that, not only that, and I and I do I do want to stop because of the the tweet that got me and the tweet that I really because j- this guy like I love him to death. I love everything he does, and when he was with Bray Wyatt, I think both of you kind of realize who I'm talking about. Yeah. Given my history, uh, when he was with Matt Hardy, all oh, yeah, of the stuff they were doing, yeah, the mm-hmm. broken Matt stuff, yeah, and Bray being just the eater of worlds insanity that it was that is why i love professional wrestling and i thank whatever you believe in god spaghetti monster whatever for bray wyatt and his ability and Wyndham rotunda is a legend and he deserves a legends you know send off and i mean he's he's getting it on twitter
2: Right yep. now, he's, he's getting it. it,
0: and we'll read some of the tweets. Let's bring Mike in here. We're gonna pop Mike in here. Hello, friend.
2: Hello, uh,
0: what's up, guys? Likewise, like I said, for the wordsmith, a long time no see. I wish it were under better circumstances, but glad to have you here. Um, yeah, man, I just and I know, um. I think Blair mentioned it before we leave because I'm, I'm scrolling through Twitter seeing all the tributes and, and things like that. And there's a lot of that video going on of Bray Wyatt hitting Sister Abigail and then doing the point and Roman Reigns diving in and hitting that spear. And then you that,
6: that was a chef kiss moment. That was unbelievable. Yeah. Unbe-
0: I remember it like it ha- when it happened. It was like that was the coolest. Fi- that was the coolest thing I've ever seen in my life. That was that like at that moment. I was like Roman Reigns is cool as shit. That was everything about that was perfect. Just up. Uh, yep, <laughs> and he just hits him with this. Oh my god, and he will never incredible. get cooler
1: than that. No, and will never get cooler than that. It's... No, sorry. yeah. <laughs> um, side opinion. I'm sorry, folks. That's no, it is perfectly okay.
0: Um, yeah, dude. Uh, Mike, I know you just popped in, uh, and I know you were in the chat and you said some nice things in the chat, but uh, you know, what are your. What, what are your thoughts when you when you hear it? What are the things that come to your mind? What are the things that you'll remember most about Wyndham Rotunda, Bray Wyatt? And, uh, you know, just kind of chat to us like we've been kind of doing, just trying to process this with friends and together because, uh, yeah, like I said, I think tonight is a night where people need each other. So, uh, yeah, yeah, you know? Well, yeah, not, not to bring anyone else
6: into this because I think that would be unfair but obviously yesterday's news was very very hard but in a weird way i think because of the the recency maybe or and and also because the age
0: it's the yeah the age is
6: definitely it definitely hit because i so i was when i was uh in the live chat i was at a bar and it's like a, a wrestling bar where the the owner is a huge wrestling fan he always Every he's always showing Raw, SmackDown, nice. Dynamite. Right? He's on the it's on the TVs, he's, and it was it, it was not, not not by no means not a worries me kind of comment. But the, the, I remember mean, because obviously he was running his bar, and I'm, I, I was I had to break the news to him, and it was it was it was tough. It was it yeah. was very tough because it, it, it's I don't know, like I said, it's it's incredible what wrestling is because. You know, none of us have met the guy in person, but the, he, he was he means something guy. to you, he, he it, was. Re- and, and you know, yeah, go something. ahead. I'm gonna let you that's so what I was gonna say is that there's been a lot of characters, wrestlers, whatever, who have had an introduction and then they've been pulled from TV for whatever reason and they've been reintroduced and repackaged and then pulled, repacked like Bray Wyatt himself even though he was Bray White the whole time, he'd been repackaged, what, like three or four times? Like three or, or
0: four times, yeah.
6: But each time, like, he got... I was watching on, on YouTube when he got reintroduced as the... Um, was the Uncle Howdy? that The most recent return. Yes. And it was, like, a five-minute stretch of where he wasn't even on TV, but five minutes where they were teasing... His return at Extreme Rules, I believe it was. Yeah. And it was, and the crowd was on their edge of the seat. And when it was finally, he just popped out with the le- The face. Like, how many times he'd been repackaged. And again, yeah. I don't want to bring any other wrestlers into it, but normally it's like it, it kind of diminishes each return. But yeah, it was like they were crazy. Like, that's the how fans much-
4: just stuck by him. They knew they oh, had some specials. And that's what I was, some, like. I just keep, you know, like wrestling. I know, you know, people that don't get it don't get it, right? Like they just. But if we break this down, this is what we watch. This is our weekly soap opera. This is our, you know, this is our show that we we love to watch. You, you, if you, you fall in and you fall in love with these characters, and yeah, especially you, if you're in it as deep as. Some people are you. You notice something like a Bray Wyatt. and You see the special there, and that's why I said like the fans never never wavered. They stuck by him even through all the goofy hokey stuff where it got really weird. They're like there's still something there. This guy has got a great mind. If they just let him go, and that's I think what you know we were trying to say, Mike. It's just the dude was just so special. That's why he just stood out. And it even every time he came back, people wanted more and more and more. And then we could understand why he was gone. And then. Ugh, it's tough you don't you don't get that in this business very often no you.
0: and you know it happens in other things like i know i know i'm a yeah. diehard sports fan and i've had connections to like you know pro athletes for the te- for the teams that i support but like when it comes to wrestling because of the character work and because of the extra elements to it yeah we've never met most of these people and stuff like that but the attachment that we get to these people
6: mhm well, that's that's the that's it's the, unlike that's the any
0: other, it's unlike any other thing it's and it's hard to explain to people like I'm driving home. I went to a brewery after work with with my lady and we had a few beers and I was driving home like, oh, it's time to go. I got to get ready for beards. And I, it, I the first time I heard it was on the local radio show because one of the nighttime guy on one of the channels is a wrestling fan. So he talks about wrestling here or there and he goes, hey. I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but I got some sad news in the wrestling world. And my brain is like, oh, he's going to talk about Terry Funk. I talk about Terry Funk from yesterday. And then it's no triple H just tweeted this. And it was like, and I, and I, and she's not a wrestling fan at all. And it's hard. It's, you know, so she's like, that's terrible. 36 father, blah, blah, blah. Like she's connecting to it on that level. While I'm like, not saying anything, just driving home, like just not, no words, nothing. And it's hard to explain that to certain people because I do think as wrestling fans, like we are so, I don't know. I just feel like wrestling fans are so passionate about professional wrestling because it's <clears throat> our its our thing.
2: Not everybody so guys, gets
0: it like you said, Plugo. It's our thing. These are our people. And at the end of the day, all these people that we watch on TV, they're us. They're wrestling fans. They are us. That are just at a different level athletically, creatively, whatever. That they get to do it, but they are us. We, they, you know, they they're all wrestling fans, and it's just what? it's just different when you, yeah, it's just. If it's I like
6: if I can't add on to that, you, I think, you know, I think the beautiful thing is, I guess the be- gift and the curse, I guess, of the wrestling business is that. It, it is, it's different, it's, it's, so imagine like um, like a lot of people get connected to Vin Diesel's character in Fast and the Furious. But imagine if there was a new Fast and the Furious every week for 52 weeks every year. You, that is the purpose of wrestling, to get my character invested with these fans. And the ones that do it well, You you grow with that character. Yeah. with that person you learn and it, it's again get good or the bad of the the way it is today where you kind of you get to know the person in a weird way and so you do get connected and you do have that horrible oh it's good again when when things are going great but when unfortunately they pass away like it it sucks like because you you get suddenly you 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 have that person implanted into your life mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden that it's taken away so it's,
4: it's like you said he they're they're yeah. one of us they're th- whether you love the on-screen character or not this is still somebody that you invest your weekly time into and that you just you know you really this wrestling this is our thing and we want it to grow and we you know like you know like i don't want to it's it's not a great comparison i'm just kind of like, like like john cena comes to mind like we boo the shit out of him for years right but we still respect him and we love him and we understand that that's the role that he's playing so like that's why right. wrestling is so special and unique in that sense it's like you know like you said Vin Diesel but we know Vin Diesel's just playing Dominic Toretto he's but in a weird way in wrestling yes, we kind of knows. feel like
0: you yes, he know well <laughs> at knows, this at this, at this point
4: here. at this point maybe it's becoming who he is but like <laughs> you yeah. you know that a lot of this stuff is coming from the mind of Bray Wyatt it's not some you know, gimmick that just was given to him because, you know, they see the creative mind or like, a, you know, you start to think that, okay, Bray Wyatt is, you know, this is who he is and this is, his you know, and so that's where it becomes more personal, at least for me.
0: Yeah. And Henry chimes in, he says, Pluggo is absolutely right. I mean, Wow, That's how, when's the last time you heard that? Uh, it says Plugo is absolutely right. The fans knew there was something special there and a potential that hadn't been fully realized yet because momentum issues. But it was something worth waiting for. It's
4: just and and you know, it's to, to just even further like like the start and the stop, the start and the stop. So but some wrestlers you just give up and just go, it's never going to happen. But that never Bray it was always like, if they just tweak this, if they just tweak that if they just let him be him, like we always held out hope that it would finally, if they just went away from the supernatural hokey setting people on fire thing. And you know what I mean? Like just let him like, and then you started to see it with the recent return where it was like, it was a more realistic person at first. And we never quite got back to the full fiend thing, but you could see the elements were there and it just, nobody ever wavered on it. Like, there, wherever he would have ended up when he was a, when he was released the first time, like you know, oh, if he goes to AEW to be a slam dunk, he'll figure it out. He goes to Impact, he'll figure it out. He'll he'll land on his feet, whatever he decides to do. And that's just you don't see that very often either with like talent where it's just like, oh, you know, because sometimes you're like, oh, that person, I don't know what they're gonna do with them. It's just not clicking ever, and you know we're losing interest. But he always kept you interested.
0: Yeah, because you knew how creative and like wordsmith, you know, I'm going to obviously we're talking about the man and just kind of what he meant for us. But you're a promo guy a
1: little bit. Little Bray bit.
0: Wyatt was also a little bit of a promo guy, a
1: little bit. Uh, uh, little, you could say that you, could, you say dabble that. could dabble. He
0: was he was quite he was he was quite OK at it. I would say he was uh, uh, very, very good at it. Uh off the top of your head or I I don't know you said you've been sitting there in silence I'm sure you've been thinking about some of them what's kind of you know if you had to pick one or two that come to mind right away when you think of Bray Wyatt and that character
1: what are the promos that stand out Uh, besides all of them I heard you say (laughs) earlier just pick one and I'm like I was going through the list and I'm just like that's not fair (laughs) I really I really can't because there's so many but like there, there's catchphrases that he had, like the "Follow the Buzzards" thing. It's like, what? Oh, yeah. What does he that even mean? He had people literally See? singing, "He's got the whole, the whole like, that
0: world." What in is the, that? The, the whole? And he yeah. did that because he did. He did have the whole world he really did. in his hands. You know. And
1: the other thing is the other thing is, and I, and I don't know if anybody's spoken about this, but Pluggo brought up Cena before, and I just I just want to go back to a little bit of a crappy time for everybody because oh, COVID. You know, COVID yeah what was the best storyline of that WrestleMania sorry if that's a heated debate I don't care yeah from my personal experience here if we're talking like dialogue interest level that match itself that, whether you want to call Firefly it a match Fun or not
0: House? that was incredible with him and so the fact that Cena was down for that too and he yep. was like I'm all in let's just go let's just do it let's do it crazy okay. And, and just—if
1: you go back and you read that, yeah, script, go watch and rewatch
0: it now, and rewatch it now, kind of outside of that world a little bit that we were all in, and I don't think any of us were really, you know, it's just a, not a great time for pro wrestling. But you watch that match; it is
1: very—it was the bet, yeah. it's the best match on that show, yeah, far and away, and for a reason because it was like you could see, even even looking at the Firefly Funhouse segments that he would do. This is something different. This is obviously from him. This is obviously his creative kind of vision of like, what if Mr. Rogers got dragged to hell and was like a really psychotic person on the inside? It was great. I loved it. And then we got that payoff of a match and it was just magical, man. Like, You can go back and watch anything from the pandemic and I don't think any of it stands up to that. And and I'm really, I stand by that because as a kind of a lapsed WWE fan, I can go back and watch that and be like, that's the coolest thing i've seen in a very long time and yeah. there's a reason that a star of the size of john cena would be like nah yes. i trust you let's do this jumping yeah. through hoops
4: fully commit and let the nikki bella uh you know comments go in there because you know like you said john cena's not doing that just for anybody
1: no there's no way and it's like you have you have and underneath that we can even pick up on that line of conversation He's not going to do that for anybody. That just shows how special this guy was. Because Cena doesn't need to do this stuff for anybody else. But he will for a special performer like Bray Wyatt.
0: Well, we got our buddy Big Ben. And, Mike, I'm going to ask you the same question. I would like uh, your hand. But Big Ben, our buddy, popping in saying, I was doing extra work once, and Matt Hardy was walking around with nothing to do. Bray walked up to him, like, concerned, and asked him, What are you doing here? Go home to your family, Matt. There you go. So... Yeah. Uh, he w- and then Ben says he was so genuinely concerned that he should be at home with his family rather than on the road yeah I mean you yeah. know for all intents
4: and from all I saw as an outside perspective Bray was also a big family man as well you know he saw the pictures of the fan- he'd always be posting pictures of the kids and it's, so I could see that he would want Bat Hardy to if you're here doing nothing why would you be here just go home so yeah, Mike. How yeah. about you for promo work well, or promos,
0: matches? Just uh, you know, when we're talking about like you know the work that he did, what's kind of some of the stuff that stuck out to you?
6: Well, I think not to kind of regurgitate anything. So one of the things that stands out for me is that if you if you really think about it, like the work that he did to build up that the, the cult leader character. You could argue that he was the ignition, the light to start off the rise or the re-rise, whatever you want to put it, of Daniel Bryan, Bryan Danielson, Mm -hmm. like that. I just remember because it's that's the beautiful thing again about wrestling is it, it takes two to dance, and when Daniel Bryan's in that cage with Bray Wyatt. And all that was, I think that was the first, if I remember correctly, that was the first time where it really seemed to disconnect when Daniel Bryan turned on Bray Wyatt and he, every kick saying everyone literally, because yeah. I remember like, they panned out for the first time. They, yeah. Brian was, no Bryan was on top us, of the cage and he was doing, yeah. Out. And every, just every kick the crowd was going so Again, So it takes two to tango, like to Bray Wyatt mm. to connect that much to for, for Daniel Bryan to turn on him. And it just ignited it, and so for so in that, that moment to
4: get a guy like Brand Bray Wyatt or Brian Danielson or Daniel Bryan to be on Bray's side was huge. Like when he that whole thing with the overalls and he's part of the family, and then like you said when he when he he tricked him and duped him, just masterful stuff.
6: And it, it was one of those you, you get the reactions, but that was one of those few times where it was literally. You could see in the video everyone in that arena so happy. You could hear a pin drop in between the yeses. So like everyone was in tune to that, and they were like on the edge of their seat. So again, Daniel Bryan, hats off to you, but Bray Wyatt definitely. Yeah, that that just
0: yeah that wouldn't have happened if it without that being Bray Wyatt. That it doesn't happen that same way. It just doesn't happen that same way. And that speaks to him. And I said earlier at the beginning, like the match that he had with Daniel Bryan at the Royal Rumble, whatever year that happened, um, it was either the year before or the year after the whole yes movement thing. I thought that that was one of Bray Wyatt's best one-on-one matches in the whole company. Obviously not a shock that it was with Daniel Bryan, but that match is spectacular. It opened the Royal Rumble, whatever year that was, if you were going to go out of your way to watch a Bray Wyatt match, I, that would be the one I would suggest for a singles match. Obviously, the Wyatt Shield stuff, you, you I mean, that's speaks to it. That's just,
6: you know. Yeah. And I, another thing is that, that pays to the kind of person he was and how much trust people had in him. Like we've said about uh, John Cena wouldn't have done the, the Firefly Funhouse match if it wasn't for he wanted to do it because he respected Bray Wyatt at the point of his career Randy Orton
0: mm-hmm. like mm-hmm.
6: that I know you mentioned the feud but the match itself how weird and like a lot of people talk about with the maggots on the the maggots on the and ring and like stuff that. like
0: that yeah but, yeah but the Randy or- fact, yeah.
6: if you if you look back on it now you think rant for Randy Orton how outspoken he has been for him to be like yeah I'm going to do that that sounds fun to me like it speaks volumes again to Bray Wyatt and his his creativeness that yep. he had Randy Orme was like I, I want to be part of that
1: yeah mm-hmm. um I I just uh and I, th- I think we should be, simply because I'm more of a promo guy myself I'm just on uh, I don't know if we can mention names of websites I'm not taking credit I didn't do any research for this but I'm just pulling up some uh some memorable lines from some promos here if uh, if I may rattle some off here by all means if that's, uh, yeah. Do, yeah, do I want to give credit to the website? Because, like, I think, we yeah, should. yeah, I, I would. It's, I would. Uh, it's Bleacher Report. Okay. This is, uh, from an article by the name of Seven Haunting Promos of Bray Wyatt's Career So Far. Um, that title hurts a little bit more today than it should. Uh, so bear with here, folks. Um, so number seven. Uh, This is uh, he has found a home. Memorable line from this and I remember hearing this one. Your words mean nothing to him now. He hears only my truths. Like this man was a poet. (laughs) I love it. I'm reading these. I'm getting chills and I'm upset but it's fine. Uh, I'm just going to read a couple more here. This one I I absolutely 100% remember. Uh, Monsters are real. This was from a while <laughs> back. Uh, the June 3rd edition of Raw. Uh, who was he feuding with at this point? This is just a Wyatt family promo as far as I can tell. Parents, I need you to stop lying to your children and tell them that monsters aren't real. Because I'm a... Wait, hold on. I'm a boxcar and a pack of matches. Again, am yeah, getting like
0: I, Yeah, it's just... Oh my God, dude. Yeah. yeah it, nobody, just nobody cut promo. Nobody talked like that. Nobody talked no. like that. And you could tell it was 100% him.
1: I got I, one more here. Oh, yeah. You, one you, you, more. Yeah. One more here. Sorry. I'll let you finish the thought in a minute. No, it's okay. It's, this <laughs> one actually, uh, I, I love these last three. It's from the same promo. I'm not sure the exact dates here. Normal men lose sleep at the mere thought of dancing with the Reapers. That's the first one. Second line of this promo is, my soul smiles at just the thought of your quivering hands waving those little white flags. And then the last one here, folks. Be careful inviting the devil into your backyard because he might just like it. it's a good one. I'm, I'm just, going
0: through. I'm going through uh, some too. Uh, another good one was, "I am the color red in a world of black and white." Yep. And if you value your ability to breathe, don't get too close. Just <laughs> like bro, friend.
1: like right. just like things like you know, come on, absolute genius. Stuff. I will
0: build my empire next to the sea, so I can laugh from my throne as my enemies drown.
1: Now imagine. Like, you're, <laughs> here's like, the thing, like. If you haven't watched wrestling, pro wrestling, you know what and I mean. You this you see, but this even if you haven't watched wrestling in a while,
4: but even what if you serious? had, even if you had watched wrestling,
0: you're like that's like badass. Said,
4: that's badass. Like cause you you're, that, not, you're
0: like, damn, that's badass. Because yeah. like,
4: what's the what's the typical stereotypical Like I'm bigger than you, I'm better than you, blah blah blah. You know, I'll beat you up. Yeah. And Bray's out here just spitting poetry, and you are just like, Truly. what is what I'm is insane. going on?
6: The but the he wolf, he was like the modern day. Jake the snake almost. Yeah. Where yeah that type of like, even sometimes he would say something and you'd be like, I don't know what the fuck he's talking about, but this is awesome. Yeah, yep. It's riveting. But he, yeah. It was incredible. Yeah.
4: He would say things
1: that to. maybe even he was like, whoa. <laughs> Though, yeah, <laughs> what yeah, I just say? That, that was here, amazing. He, he and he I'll go then, back to the stuff with uh, Matt Hardy. What oh, did yeah. any of that mean? Exactly. I don't know, but yeah. I loved that entire thing that they did. It was just like, no, these two know exactly what they are doing. 100%. People don't understand it. It didn't really work. Besides the fact, I loved it. Yeah. And just seeing them having fun. And Big Ben, I got to give you a shout out for that. I, lo- I, I just love hearing stories like that. It makes me so happy for both of them. Uh, but, you know, uh, it, it's crazy to see. You can really tell when a performer is enjoying themselves when they're given the opportunity to and i think that the legacy of bray wyatt windham rotunda is the fact that this man worked his behind off to make sure that he got what he wanted to get over and he yeah. did
0: yeah
1: uh, he had another one here that had just popped up it said the wolf will never lose sleep
0: worrying about the feelings of sheep but no one ever told the sheep that they outnumber the wolves I just read that one. I was about yeah, (laughs) yeah. I just read that one. I love that one. It's just like, dude, like it's just like you said. You know, you used what used to be, uh, your show. It was poetry of a promo.
1: This man was the epitome. Yes, the epitome of of that title of that, and it's just you think of you think of modern representation of the actual poetry of a promo. Bray Wyatt was it. Wyndham Rotunda was it if you haven't seen it and i have to put this out there because i think it's a must and i'm not sure exactly what it's called but it's the it's a bray wyatt swamp story where he basically tells the story of the fiend and he's just walking through a forest it is haunting so well written and it's just like this is the craziest story ever wonder if anything will happen with this no, okay, flash forward like 10 years. Yeah, the fiend. suddenly there's a yellow eyed cat like figure, and oh, look, it's the fiend!
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm so that, that, yeah, that tells you that he had these ideas. You could tell he just had these a notebook or whatever, maybe it was just in his mind, but he had these ideas. And when well, he-, he was
6: great at dropping breadcrumbs and little seeds, is what. Well almost like planting things in your brain. So that's where you wasn't even expecting it. But I remember I hadn't given this two thoughts at all. But I remember when he started doing the Firefly Funhouse stuff mm-hmm. and he introduced, you know, that sister Abigail, Even you know, but he's like, oh, sister Abigail. Yeah. He said, is that the spirit? Of Sarah? Who's this It was like suddenly that like, everything he like laid, it was like, Oh my God. It all made sense. Suddenly it was like, I can't wait Oh,
0: it's incredible incredible one of my one of my favorite lines when he was talking about sister abigail i don't remember who the feud was or whatever but he uh he says her touch could save the world but her kiss will burn it to the ground Mm -hmm. and i was just like all right well (laughs) you know like just like he would speak so glowingly of sister abigail you know like oh you know and that's a half decent
1: poet myself i and can can we can we swear on this show yeah, yeah, yeah. I fuck remember you. every time ta- every ta- oh thank you, Mike. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that. Like, yeah, yeah. I-, I remember every every single time he dropped a line like that. I was like, fuck, why didn't I write that? Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. If I could write like that, I would be so much probably more miserable than I am. But like cause that that takes an extra level of either comprehension of otherworldly things. It, it, he just uh fantastic absolutely i'm still looking for the video i'm sorry i'm going to try and share it in the chat maybe we can put it out yeah uh they uh, this website i'm on has some actual like quotes from like
0: certain nights on smackdown um he had one way we- i don't know it doesn't say to who but he goes i am your mother's tears from the love you couldn't repay her
6: what
3: the, bu-
0: the buzzards <laughs> are circling overhead i am the sad truth that waits for you down below
6: but let's just say oh how many how <laughs> many wrestlers in this business talk like that have websites where you can look
0: up the yeah th- I just Tway typed in lines. famous yeah look- I just typed in famous uh Bray Wyatt promo lines boom just just strictly
4: it's strictly like the kayfabe sense of it all too like if you're a wrestler and you're on the opposite side of the ring and he's spitting that at you and you're just like I'm gonna
1: pile drive you.
4: Like what? What about? Yeah. What are you gonna? What are you gonna combat? How do you? How do you combat
0: that? You know, it's just you you are but you are but master class on words and just killing it. Last one for me. You are but tiny little so little. You are but tiny little toy soldiers, trying to play your part in a war that is not meant for you. You will fall right in time for my next. Did you Mm. say that already?
1: No, I, I remember hearing that one. Yeah,
0: thinking, he goes. Yeah, he goes. You are but tiny little toy soldiers trying to play your part in a war that is not meant for you. You will fall right in time for my next game to begin. It's like, bro, right. like, wow, and that's horror actually, movie shit. That's horror yeah, movie villain. Yeah, like, you I, I, know I what I mean?
6: There's gonna be documentaries in the future where I think people are gonna look back, and it's gonna be one of those. Not only really, like was oh this person was ahead of their time i, th- I think i think unfortunately bray white was just i don't want to say too good that sounds too like oh too grandish but he was
0: ahead of his time no he, he, he
6: was ahead of his time he was just, or, but almost he was ahead of time but it was almost by behind his time because like, you could almost argue like his promos would have fucking killed in the 70s the 80s like the way oh he, my god yeah
1: so it's like he would have been right in the seventies, in the eighties. <laughs> he was—he's uh, was, a—he's
4: he was almost, almost a too one on one,
6: not—not not right for the wrestling business because he just never slotted in anywhere. But he also, he would have slotted. It was—you know—yeah, oh, yeah. Explain it oh, weirdly, yeah. but you know what I mean. I, I get—I you know, I get what I, you're
4: yeah. trying to say. He—I uh, watch a—I listen to a lot of like Bill Simmons, and he, he goes back and retro like, ranks careers. and One of the things he says, he always asks, "Is that player one of one?" Where there's just like you're not going to create that again. And I think oh, that that's great. Bright- yeah, and will- no, no recency bias. If I'm, I'm trying not to put, but he was one on one, like you said. You could plug him in anywhere, and it would just stick out. You know, ahead of his time. I don't know. Maybe he was at the right time because he's still stuck. Like he could probably, like he said, be successful in any era. But yeah, I definitely think he was a one of one personality in the wrestling ring. And from all intents and purposes of things that I've read and seen, like he seemed like just a stand up guy all around,
0: like as a human being. So, just All right. sad day. It really is, and I feel I feel bad because our initial thought process for this show was we were going to talk about Terry Funk because we lost mm. Terry Funk yesterday too, and that's another legend, one of one type individual, and for obvious in, reasons. In a weird way, that they're connected. In they are connected because because they are connected.
6: Terry Funk was in that of his wrestling skills. Whatever. But he was another one where it was like, even if 2023, if God bless us, if Terry Funk was still alive, if they announce oh, this Monday night on Raw, Terry Funk is going to speak, people were like, I, no, need I, 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 gotta, yeah. I need to hear what he's going to say. Yeah. I need like, to hear what he's going to say. He was one that transcended it because, again, like I, I think I mentioned in a comment, like, in this world where today it's all about the in-ring part people want to see the workers and the, the work rate and yada 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 but bray white and terry would one of those people that i could tell the story yeah. i don't give a shit what you do doing the ring i want to hear you talk mm-hmm. and it's going to make me feel something and not many people do that they they, they can do that but it, you need the, the the wrestling to back it up but they were like i, I couldn't even I don't, I don't care what bray white does in the ring I want to see him talk. I want to see their vignettes. Yeah. I want to see that. Just, that's mm-hmm. what gave me joy. Yeah.
0: How many
4: times have you heard? Oh, wrestler X is fantastic in the ring. I just wish he had this personality or this person speaking ability, and he'd be next level. And like Funk and uh, Bray Wyatt, they had both. Like, I, I, real quick. I don't want to go too, too far. I know we don't want to keep you guys too late. But yeah, Terry no, Funk was yeah, one of I those. When was I was years. younger, when I was younger, he was old, right? Well, so he I, stood out when I was a kid. Question. I, question. I was
1: li- yeah. I was literally Questions just going to go into room. that, so yes, yeah. Question for the room: When was the last time Terry retired? And I say that li- like lightly, but twenty seventeen. Yeah, it was like I- twenty seventeen. The last time he, he retired was, was twenty seventeen. But the first and time was like
6: eighty three. So that that's <laughs> you. <Yeah.
1: laughs> like yeah.
4: Yeah. first time it's I heard that- of him retiring was that beyond the mat. So yeah, I think I'm no, going no, 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 no. to hang him
0: up, honey. I think it was SRS who tweeted it. Or it might have been, I don't know. But somebody tweeted it, and they said, the thing of this was yesterday, obviously. And they said, the thing about Terry Funk is, if you're a wrestling fan and you came into being a wrestling fan at any time, Terry Funk means a lot to you, but it means something completely different than the person standing next to you. Because the Terry Funk that I knew, and the first Terry Funk that I knew was ECW Terry Funk. Mm-hmm. That was my Terry Funk. And he was old then. And <laughs> old not in 97, 98, he whatever it was. Just but he clinics. was Paul Heyman has said on Beyond the Mat, but he has said multiple times there would never have been an ECW if it wasn't for Terry Funk. Because Terry Funk went there and said, yeah, I'll be a part of your big shows and your pay-per-views for a year. And I'll be Terry Funk and you can promote the shit out of me. And I'll be this legend with all your young guys and your new innovative. I'm hardcore. He was that. Those visual, matches. That visual taboo. of Terry Funk spinning the ladder around his mm. neck and he's going in a circle, just taking dudes out with the. And him and Cactus Jack with the chairs getting thrown in the ring. That's Those two of the most fuzz, iconic man. shits. That is two of the most iconic things you will ever see in pro, especially the chairs with Cactus Jack, where the fans just throw the hundred. It looks like a hundred fucking chairs. That is one of the most iconic things ever. But that was my Terry Funk. And then he became Chainsaw Charlie. And then he was in, you know, that that was when <laughs> I was Chainsaw Charlie gets
1: shit. I loved no, Chainsaw, Chainsaw Charlie. Charlie. I love Chainsaw, fucking Charlie. Loved, fucking loved. I loved Chainsaw Charlie. Charlie. I was all in on that shit. Think about this, gentlemen. Think about this. Uh, I use that term loosely because Pluggo was present. I know. I'm oh, sorry. Wow. I had to. That was my one. I have to make light of it. I'm sorry. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> How many times in the Royal Rumble history, and, and now we're going to talk about one of my favorite moments in Terry Funk history. First time I ever saw Terry Funk. Didn't know who this person was. Turned on uh I think it's Royal Rumble 98. Uh first two people out, Cactus Jack yeah, <laughs> and Chase. am just like yeah. who didn't know anything about wrestling at the time. Yeah. I'm like, who is this old guy with literal pantyhose, pantyhose and over baby powder on his head? Yes, and wielding a okay. weapon <laughs> A fucking chainsaw yeah what yeah god bless you terry funk unbelievable
0: <laughs> unbelievable but like you know that that terry funk you know and then me being the avid wrestling fan i was i would when when video stores were still up and kicking i would go buy old wrestling tapes and then i would see terry funk and yeah. you would see the terry funk versus rick flair match, yeah, from, I quit match yes and it and you would see the old terry funk stuff and you're like oh shit now i understand why this old bastard is such a big deal because he was that guy
2: you know know. what i mean
0: and then then it's like holy moly but like yeah terry funk for for me that was hardcore ecw terry funk that's my terry funk that's a terry funk i remember first and foremost when i think of terry funk and but every oh man
6: you know and what's crazy to me is that but a lot of people, in a weird way, I would almost argue that Terry Funk is one of the most underrated wrestlers of all time.
1: I would he does that. not get
6: talked about as the, on the
0: round because Rushmore more as much as you should. Ric
6: Flair is always, and I'm not knocking Ric Flair by any stretch of in imagination, but Ric Flair is always talked about as one of the best, if not the best. But you could follow Ric Flair's career. He f- followed Terry Funk in that he, Terry, Terry Funk, if you like the, the technical style of wrestling, Terry Funk had some of the best matches of the technical style. But then Terry Funk knew, as okay, I'm, as my body is changing, as I'm getting older, I need to adapt my style. And he got into the hardcore FMW death matches and ECW and things like that. And then almost like what, 10, 20 years after that, suddenly Ric Flair is like, oh, I need to start changing up my style to keep going. He was following Terry Funk yeah and rick flair is like the best and he is one of the best i'm not gonna argue but terry funk deserves in a weird way terry funk is regarded as one of the best but he still deserves way more credit
0: i mm. fully agree mm-hmm. i fully yeah. agree um man almighty legend just that legend, legend. I all right still,
1: I still think one of my yeah, uh, uh, sorry to cut you off jb no, no, one of the best moments from and, and i know we bring it up but it's a lot of like especially younger fans i guess like i don't want to say that i'm young or anything but i'm not uh like the first time i heard terry funk speak i was like wow this sold guy knows a lot he's very soft-spoken too. very soft-spoken big mm-hmm. vocabulary seeing him speak with mick foley out of character be like yeah you know we set each other on fire in japan and we were totally okay with it's just like <laughs> just not so sorry, lot. what yeah. yeah. like, oh, our, our, our <laughs> wonderful little
0: grandpa's just chatting away about his stories no. with his friends I'm but I to really lie. Lie. but I guess
4: if you're as deep into that as if that's an everyday aspect of your life, you know, all day, every day, twice on Sundays, yep. you know, he's just like, Yeah, we lit each other on fire, so be it. I just I remember like mean. a couple weeks back, I was like cruising peacock and just looking for some old wrestling, and I came across ECW episode one, and Terry oh, Funk yeah. was doing commentary in yeah. a blazer. And like a nice button up, and I'd never seen that before. Because he's a classy guy. Yeah, I know. And he's I was like, this is the guy. same, this is the same Terry Funk Funk that had this absolute all-out wars
1: with Sabu and ECW. What? Yep. Sure was. Sure <laughs> so, was. Use a flaming branding iron, kids. Yes, yeah, that's something yes. you could do in wrestling. <laughs> he had quite a
4: quite a story career, quite to a lot. To make
6: light of things, I'm not gonna be surprised if if you look back at the history of Terry Funk's career. I would not be surprised at the funeral when everyone's saying their piece, suddenly the casket opens and Terry Funk goes, Oh, I got booked again. I'm back. I'm not, so retiring, I, I'm not retiring yet. And he's just like, <laughs> I'm back.
0: It's true. It's true. I'll be at TCW. <laughs> you know, we weren't. There were moments before we came live and we, we said a few times that we weren't even sure if we were going to go live tonight. Uh, but we've been live for over 90 minutes talking about Bray Wyatt and kind of ending it here with a little bit of Terry Funk stuff. Um, yeah, so I I want to thank everyone. I, I, I think uh, this is probably a good time to, to cut it off for the evening. I feel like we kind of ended with some, you know, honoring Bray Wyatt, which I'm sure this will not be the last time we talk about Bray Wyatt. Uh, no. And I think ending it on Terry Funk and kind of, you know, this is this is what. I wanted this to be, I wanted us to kind of talk through it, have some different friends on. And at the end of the show, even though it's a sad couple days in pro wrestling, we're sitting here giggling about all the good shit that Terry Funk made us laugh and you know, all the things yeah. that he did. And we're talking about the greatness and the promos and the the stuff that Bray Wyatt did. And that's why I, I didn't want to, you know, and I didn't know if the show would go 10, 15 minutes or we'd go an hour and a half or we'd go the full two hour, or we would go five hours. I didn't know. Um, but I just felt like it would be good for everybody, especially people that we're friends with that we care about, you know, and you know, there's a lot of negativity in the wrestling community a lot. And there's a lot of not great people and stuff like that, but it is the days when this shit happens that I feel like most people come together and it's, we're all aligned with how we're feeling or we're all aligned with what the purpose of our fandom is for that moment. And it's, it's, you know, it's good. It's good, and you know, I like I said, I knew that if we didn't do this show tonight, I'd be sitting in this chair by myself, probably in the silence that Wordsmith said he was sitting in for or an hour or so. Be, like, I would be just just in here going, man, I wish I could like, and I'd be like, let's hop. want to talk to somebody about this. You know what I mean? Like, I got to talk yeah. about this. I want because I didn't know. You know,
4: like I said, I didn't know if this was the right or the wrong decision to make. I didn't want. I don't know if it was tasteless or tack. I didn't know. I just knew that we have an amazing community here. At Love Wrestling, we have an amazing community of beards, you know, with all of our fans, and it just felt like it would have been odd to just not be here for anybody that may be hurting or just want to talk and just you know, because he touched so many people. He was such a you know a fan favorite. I can't imagine what certain people, you know, that knew him personally are going through. I just from the outsider perspective, like you said, we would have been sitting here anyway, just talking. So we thought we'd open it up, you know, just see where it went, and I think we had a good time and reminiscing about a great talent. And we appreciate everybody that stopped in and chat and kept it cordial, kept it clean. We have a great fan base, man. I can't speak highly enough about them. And friends, you guys are great, too. Even though the words you know, taking I shots at me. Real
6: quick, is um, I think it's wrestling, wrestling can be very Wrestling is a huge family, but it's also in a weird way can be depending on your mindset can be very isolating. That like you were oh, almost embarrassed. I, oh, I don't like wrestling. Yeah. So when something like this happens and it does affect you, you kind of almost feel embarrassed to kind of speak to someone about like, hey, I'm feeling a certain way because, oh, my favorite wrestler died and I'm sad. <laughs> and so you kind of keep that within yourself because you don't want to admit that you like wrestling. Yada yada yada. But I think just, just don't be afraid to talk to someone to reach out to someone if you are feeling sad if you are feeling down just talk to someone you know it's 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 life it's love just keep going going. we hope
4: we hope that we don't have to do too many shows like this but we like you said i think that's perfect mike we want you guys to know that you can come to us you can dm us and we're not going to judge you you know I always say wrestling is the most subjective thing in the world like nobody's right or wrong like if you think a certain wrestlers the greatest thing of all time there's really no way for me to argue that but if they're close to somebody that you know it's close to your heart like don't feel sad about it I'm sad today JPJ sad everybody that's came on has been sad about the passing of Bray Wyatt and we want you to know this is a safe space to come out and talk about those things because you like you said talk it out don't just leave it inside that's not the way to go
0: yeah.
6: Uh, also sorry I, I don't mean to take over and jump in but i don't know if this has been mentioned or not um but if anyone wants to purchase some merchandise yes uh, i don- just saw that on wwe or shop on anything bray white related in the description rather than describing the merchandise it just literally says in the wake of bray white's death wwe will donate all net proceeds to support jojo offerman and his children so you know it's a great thing that you yeah, if, if you do want to buy a, a bray white t-shirt whatever you just know that you are going to be supporting um his 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 uh his wife and his children it's gonna be a great thing yeah
1: and oh, that's now now you're gonna make me go to wwe.com that's not yeah. fair yeah. sorry now you're gonna make me do that <laughs> yeah but i'm gonna do uh, that a classy move a
0: classy move by wwe to do that um uh, yeah, but you know, obviously, I want to thank Lawrence, Drew, and Blair who were with us earlier. I want to thank mm-hmm. you two gentlemen. It was very good seeing both of you. It's been too long, like I said. Uh, so hopefully, and
4: it, don't forget. Admittedly, I'd love to. I want to just shout out Spencer and Zach and everyone at Love Wrestling for giving us, and trusting us with making the decision to pull to do this show tonight. They they left it up to us. They said we trust what you guys want to do, and so thank you for that cuz you yeah, know yeah
0: of course yeah i mean it, yeah it could have been they put that trust in our hands it wasn't a hey we're not doing quizplex we're not going to do any live programming it was hey quizplex i don't think is going to be happening now we trust you guys with the decision that you want to make do what's best for you guys and the people that watch your show and you know so we appreciate the platform we appreciate we appreciate everyone being great in the chat and talking about everything and talking about Bray and saying kind things and you know that That's what this is. And I think Swerve put it best on Twitter. He said, we need to stop only getting together when people, when we lose people. And I think that, that, yeah, I thought, and, you know, go on Twitter, search Bray Wyatt. He's trending, obviously, sadly. You can see all companies, all performers from all over the wrestling world are saying nothing but glowing things about that man, about who he was, his creativity, everything that we've talked about here tonight. So, uh,
4: Everything that, real quick, everything that MJF said the other day. He said, we're all in this business together. It's the tribalism of the fans. We all want everybody to succeed. And when somebody fails, we fail. And it rings even truer tonight.
0: Yep, 100 percent Throwing 100%. that out there. Yeah. Like, no need 100%. to be
4: tribalism. It's all we're all one community.
0: Yeah. And in moments like this, you you see that. You see that. Yeah. You know, nobody in AEW is going, oh, I can't, I can't say what I want to feel because I don't work for the cut. No, that's not what it's about. All right. Um, so uh thank everyone who joined us. Thank everyone in the chat. We appreciate you all. We're all here for you, like Mike said you follow us on twitter whether it's the b2 beards thing or me or plugo personally if you need to talk about some stuff do not hesitate to reach out do not hesitate we're all here for each other that's why we did this tonight just in general so i want to thank everyone from joining for joining us and um yeah we'll be back next week next thursday for a more regular you know normal show that you would expect from plugo and i but tonight this felt like the right thing to do and I feel like it was the right thing to do. And I feel, I know I needed it because, uh, before we came on air, I was, you know, me and Pluggo were in a room for a half hour. I maybe said like 10 words. I was, Mm -hmm. uh, I knew, I knew I needed to talk to some people and kind of get through it because this is not easy and it's a tough one. Uh, and I'm, yeah. So I appreciate everyone kind of making my night a little easier on a personal level as well. So, um, Yeah. For everyone, we'll see y'all real soon. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, Wordsmith. Thank you, everyone else who joined us. And we'll see y'all. There's going to be no uh, no Sue tonight. Yeah, We're just going to kind of sign off here. Sue uh, can take so, the night off. Yeah, Sue can take the night off. She's a lovely lady. Uh, so we will see y'all. We love y'all. Uh, rest in peace, Terry Funk. Rest in peace, Bray Wyatt. Wyndham Rotunda. Uh, and hopefully, like Pluggo said, we don't have to do this uh, for a long time. So uh, we'll see y'all real, real soon from everyone at Love Wrestling. Take care. We love y'all, and we'll be
2: talking to you soon. See you later.